Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Mac Daddy Pete Robertson. Hello, hello, hello. So happy to be here. How you doing today, Pete? I'm doing great. Your hair is looking amazing, brother. It feels great. <laughs> You know, it's, I love that I get comments sometimes on our shows about my hair. They, someone told me that I had hair bent. That's how me. you know if they're watching it on YouTube uh, or true. they're listening to the podcast. If they comment well, on your hair, you well, know. Well, but sometimes they listen to the podcast, but they see our social media posts and they see oh, it. Yeah, that could be. They, our know. executive producer does an amazing job of capturing some you know, Constantly. action yeah. action photos and videos and putting them on social media. So speaking of which, Pete, if they're watching us on social media, and it would be really cool if they would share or at least comment and oh, yeah. let us know where they're listening to us from. Yeah. That would I mean, be awesome. Or anywhere. So if they're, I mean, just share the podcast. Yes. I mean, there's some messages we've heard of friends sharing with other friends that it really helps. There's a lot of things that we talk about that people are struggling with or going through. Yep. Um, I told two people and they told two people. Yeah. And it just, it just will bless them. But I mean, we, we approach things a little bit differently. So when we're talking about things, it's like, it's a conversational way of, of talking and, right. and we're passionate and we have fun. And so, but we really do, you know, dissect the word of God. We unpack it. We tell the word and truth and we just have a lot of fun with it. So, I mean, it's, I love our show. I don't know. I think other people do too, but I we would love so. to hear that. You yeah. Know? Sometimes nice we don't hear it. It's encouraging. Yeah. And not that we're doing this for our encouragement, but uh, you know, sometimes we are now well, it, it, does, cool. it, it would be yeah. cool to hear about it. Yeah. Well, speaking about fun, I heard that you were watching uh, Alligators Mate. Yeah, we went to you. Have, I just told you about this. There's a place in Orlando. So if anybody's ever visiting Orlando, that's not from here. There's a place called the Orlando Wetlands. It's out of uh, the city by Christmas. Um, Christmas is really funny. It's like you go out there and there's Christmas trees, you know, and it's July. There's people around. They have houses decorated and it's just funny. But it's, um, it's about, it's like they have this walk there and um, they have like every, I mean, it's like a bird sanctuary. So every single, single bird you can think about, like the exotic birds. I mean, the birds. Like flamingos and yeah, they parrots. Yeah, they have a pink flamingo. It's a, a, a spoonbill. Yeah, spoonbill all have, over the I've place. I've seen a couple of those yeah. by my house. They're so, beautiful. Oh, yeah. And so, but there's a lot of different colors, a lot of snakes. I mean, we saw little coral snakes and a little snakes that Wait, were all what? around. Don't mess with coral snakes. Um, No. And there's probably, there's moccasins, I'm sure, and, and other things. But I mean, it's, anyway, back to the, the whole point. <laughs> you it, you can walk around this big, huge water, bottle of water, water. And it's probably about a five mile walk, but it's beautiful. It's like an oasis. So Christine and I, when we first got there, we went, wait a minute, is this for real? This is one of the best places. We went around looking for alligators to see alligators in different places of Pop Gun and, and down in Cocoa Beach and uh, uh, whatever that is down there, Titusville and all those areas, right? But this is, this is by far the prettiest, by far. And it's in it, you feel like you're walking into an oasis. You're looking and there's just water everywhere. And there's birds like they have um, like some of these trees in this forest area in these trees. There's like thousands of birds and they're just loud and they're just everywhere. And if you just listen, there's like all these different birds, all these different sounds. And then you start going and you hear all kinds of alligator noises. And so like what you were just saying that we saw uh, alligators mating, they were like in a mating call. One of the one of the, the male alligator, I think, was just like going crazy. He was huge. He had to have been 12, 14 feet Yikes. or maybe 10 to 12 feet. They don't get that big. But anyways, he was going all crazy. 
and, and shaking the water around and the girl was sitting there and he's drawing closer to her and he, she's making this or whatever sound, I don't even know, but they were loud. They were like, it was crazy. And we're sitting right there watching it happen. Alligators everywhere. It was fun. It's safe. But I mean, there's some areas where you, they have a boardwalk where you can walk literally across the lake and you're in the middle of their the thing and you can just sit there and watch. It's like a good, we probably went 3.5 miles. And I think it's probably, if you walk the whole thing, it's a good five miles. I mean, just all the way around. So is this private? Is it a city no, park? It's free. Or, and it's free. To it's free. Orlando wetland. I've lived in Orlando for more than 20 years. I've never heard of it. Unbelievable. And I heard about it from a friend of mine. He was saying that he was taking pictures and he says he gets some of the best pictures. And he's showing me this one picture of this huge, you know, 12 foot gator with his mouth open. And there was a bird inside of it. Right. And it was just such an awesome picture. And uh, I've seen the picture. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? That's, so awesome. that's where that was Orlando. Wetland. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we got, you got to go there. So if anybody comes to town, uh, if you ever come visit Orlando and you're outside and you, you listen to hook us up and we'll, we'll help you out. Pete man. will take you on a private tour. I will. I definitely, I know will. if you, if you could, you would yeah. too. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. So that's what are we fun. talking about today? Keys to understanding our spiritual order, Pete. Yeah, I mean, that kind of like makes you think, what are you what talking are about? What are you talking about, right? <laughs> well, let's get into it right, and well, kind of like unpack it a little bit. Let's do it. Let's, uh, as always, let's, uh, let's open up in prayer. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we give you this show now. Um, Lord, we just ask that, uh, you know, we just want to, we just want to share your truth. We want to help point people to Jesus, Lord, and we just uh, want to give you the glory in everything we do. So um, we're going to do that. We, we ask that you would just take over the show now, that you would use it uh, to build your kingdom that uh, you would use it to encourage your saints. And uh, Lord, we just look forward to what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, this is very important for us to understand as a follower of Christ. And so, you know, we don't just do things to do things. There's a purpose and there's a reason behind it. So I hopefully we have a lively discussion. I think in our, in our prep time today, we had a really good discussion about trying to understand it. So I think we'll do that same thing to help work through really what it is. And yeah. um, so let's just be good. I mean, could, this is a topic that for me is it, some, it's been confusing a yeah. lot, a lot of my, uh, my Christian walk. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into this right. and, and learning with our listeners. Yeah. All right. So here we go. There are numerous reasons why we as God's children experience hangups that lead to bondages in our lives. We don't ever go around saying, Hey, I want to have a heart attack or I want to be depressed or be in pain or have anger issues and so on. We, like everyone else, want peace. We want joy. We want happiness and, and, well, a sense of purpose and meaning in our lives. You know, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, Paul tells us that we can have God's peace, which will make us holy in every way, that we will be whole in spirit, soul, and body, and that we will be blameless until Jesus returns. What an incredible promise. And in order to receive it, we must first gain a better understanding of what God's spiritual order really is. Yeah. Knowing the spiritual order will enable us to overcome our sin-related hangups and live a holy life that will set us free, Pete. Since we were born into sin, uh, Psalm 51.5, living in accordance with God is not natural to us. Instead, our natural inclination is to put ourselves in in the context of the epistles, the Apostle Paul reveals that we are constantly engaged in internal, internal conflict. In Romans 7, 21 through 23, he claims that although he does the wrong thing, he wants to do the right thing as well, and vice versa. 
he comes to the conclusion that the sin he has within him is the cause of all his struggle. So bottom line is we're talking about the, the, the spirit, okay, the, the soul, okay. and the body. Three, three parts. Yeah, so that's, there's, to make us whole, we have three parts, okay? And so as a follower of Christ, so, all right. So what was the question that you kind of asked at the beginning um, in our prep here? And let's just kind of walk through yeah. kind of that whole scenario. So my question to you was, if you were explaining this to somebody that has really no biblical background, they're maybe a new believer, or they don't, they're not even a believer, and they ask this question, what is the difference between the spirit and the soul? How would you, kind of in layman's terms, um, explain that? And where I'm coming from is, I think in our culture, in, in the media, in movies, these terms sometimes are intertwined. And, you know, we hear one term, but it really means the other term and vice versa. So that was kind of my question to you. How would you explain this in just simple terms so people could understand the difference between spirit and soul? So everybody is created um, to have three parts. So every person on the planet was born with a spirit, was born with a body, and was born with a soul. Okay. In the beginning, in Genesis, the Adam and Eve, they lived in body and spirit. They did not live in soul. Okay. So they lived with two parts. They, 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 they did not have soul is the mind. It's the reasoning. It's the, it's where we, uh, our conscience, it's where we make our choices. That's, that's the, the soul aspect. The spirit aspect is where the Bible says that the Holy Spirit's responsibility and the Holy Spirit's job is to, is to bring all things Jesus to light. Okay. So the Holy Spirit, the spirit that's in us is the one that convicts us of our sin. Okay. So when a person, um, um, kills somebody, you know, unless there's, they're, they're, they're dead to it, but most people have an understanding that that's wrong, right? That that's the spirit. The spirit is convicting us that that's wrong. The spirit is the one that's in the world to convict us of the, of sin that's in the world. Right. So in the garden of Eden, when they took the choice of the fruit, remember Satan was deceiving Eve and saying, Hey, well, how do you know that, um, everything is perfect if, uh, if, if God is telling you that you can't take this thing because God is, God doesn't want your eyes to be open to the other truth. He doesn't want you to know sin. He doesn't want you to know the bad things of the world. So how do you know, unless you choose that, how do you know, unless you make that decision? And so when they chose to eat of the, 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 the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they, they then took on, um, the, the, you know, the, the, the choice, of they, they were, their eyes were open to be able to see that they were sinful, that they were able to see that there's a choice between right and wrong. They, they were able to make a decision, a ch- you know, they were able to articulate thoughts, you know, and all of this stuff. But before that, they just walked in harmony and fellowship with the Lord as the Lord was that they were, and they just, they walked in peace, they walked in fellowship. And then when they took the, 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 you know, the garden, the, the tree of the, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their eyes were able to open, and see something else. So our soul is what was given to us. Now we are separated from God 
because we are now sinful, we now know the difference of, of evil and sin. God never intended that for his people. And so now we're making our decisions, our choices, our, our mind, our capacity, our, we either operate in the spirit or we operate in the flesh. We now have that option. We're in the, in the, it, before the, the fall, we walked in the spirit. But now after the fall, we have the option to walk in the flesh, walk in the walk uh, according to our own will, our own mm-hmm. way, or we now have the opportunity to walk in the spirit. So if we're walking in the spirit, then our bodies will naturally uh, reflect the things of the spirit. If we're walking in the flesh for our soul and making decisions, our bodies will reflect what we're walking in the flesh. So if I'm, if I'm choosing to do pornography and I'm choosing to do alcoholism and I'm choosing to do drugs or I'm choosing to do eat being a glutton or whatever that is, my body is going to reflect that, right? If it's, but if I choose to walk in the spirit and, and I deny the flesh, then my body is going to showcase the light of God. It's going to be, it's going to be an order. There's going to be there's going to be harmony to my body. My body's going to do what the spirit wants. Does that make sense? I know that was confusing. <laughs> and I know that we went to a long version of that, but I that's think I'm more confused now. You're confused. The audience is yeah, confused. So I'm just, so go back before uh, the fall. It, they were just living in harmony with God. They were, they were doing God's will. They were, they, they experienced his joy. They were doing what they were created to do. They were worshiping God. The fall kind of gave them a choice. So now we have a choice. I can satisfy my flesh yeah. or I can worship God. Yeah. Can't, you, can't do, you can't do them both at the same time. They're, they're like, they're contradictory terms. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, because one day when we, when we, the Bible says that one day that our bodies are going to decay, right? We're going to turn back to dust, but we're going to be living with the Father and the Spirit. So we're going to take on, even though we're going to take on a new body, but we're still going to have fellowship. Remember, it says in the end times that, that, I mean, when we get to heaven, that there's no more pain, there's no more sorrow, there's no more any of that, because we are now connected with the spirit. We're, we're now one with the father again, just like the beginning, how we were. And so that flesh part, that, that soul part is no longer what's controlling us. It's no longer given us that understanding, because before that, you know, Adam and Eve did not know sin. They did not know there was a choice. They did not have the reasoning skills to be able to make out or work out something. They just walked in fellowship and harmony with the father. Everything was taken care of for them. Everything was. And that's the same thing that Jesus is telling us now, that when we surrender our lives to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, that he's the one that now takes care of everything again. So that restores that relationship. It restores it so that we now can walk in harmony with the Holy Spirit as our guide, as our light, as our uh, our protector, our comforter, our everything. So our spirit lives forever, either in a restored state with God yeah. or in absence. Well, of God. as a follower of Christ, that uh, you know, we're born with the spirit to convict the world of sin. That's what the Bible says. Okay. But as a body of Christ, when we accept Jesus into our hearts, the Holy Spirit now lives within us. But as a non-believer, the Holy Spirit is still present. The Holy Spirit is still going to convict of sin but he's not living within him. And so we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. We are able to now have access to the grace God gives us. A, a non-believer does not have access to the grace. A non-believer does not have the tools and the, to have victory to overcome the world, but a, a, a believer does. And so that is by the empowering of the Holy Spirit. 
So I know that was probably deep and everybody's probably like, what? I got to listen to that 10 <laughs> times to fully understand it. Let's go through the show. And I think by going through this, these right. notes, I think that can help open up some understanding. Right. Start at the beginning. Yeah. All right. So uh, as, pa as Paul stated in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, God created us with three distinctive parts. In the Freedom Book by the Church of the Highlands, they share these three parts. One, a spirit that must be redeemed. Two, a soul that must be restored. And three, a body that must be surrendered. So let's take a look at the first one. What does having our spirit being redeemed from eternal death actually mean? Okay, so just take everything that we're going to be talking about now from the context of what we just talked about. Remember, the so the spirit needs to be redeemed. If we don't have the spirit live within us, the spirit is, is convicting us, but it's not living within us. And so we need to be redeemed by the separation from the spirit. Does that make sense? Right. Okay, so when we surrender our lives to Jesus, our spirit, our spirit became alive in Christ, and we were immediately restored to the right standing with God. We just talked about that, Romans 3.24. We get to go back to Genesis 2. That's exactly what's happening. We now have perfect fellowship with the Father. It's mind-boggling consider that God now looks upon us as if we've ever, never sinned. Mm -hmm. So according to Paul, we all have sinned and fallen short of God's perfection, Romans 3.23. And according to the Bible, the wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23. We get that. So, But because of what Christ did for us on the cross, we have been redeemed by Christ's shed blood and will no longer face eternal damnation. Our spirit has been redeemed and we no longer fear death's sting, Romans 6.23. Understanding this and living in this freedom of understanding is critical to our hope of being set free from our hangups. So the reason why we have hangups in, in so many things is because we don't understand the proper order of how things work. When we're, we're living in the world apart from the spirit, we are blinded by the truth of what the spirit reveals. And so we live by our own understanding, or we're living by our own folly, when Christ is constantly telling us, hey, listen, I've given you the advocate to teach you the things of me. I and me, all things are restored. You're redeemed in me. And so it's good and healthy for you to understand that. So that's kind of the first part. All right, let's keep okay. going about the Spirit. Though. All right, so regarding the Spirit, Paul shares with us in 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18, that whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we change into His glorious image. To be set free, we must first allow God to transform us into His image. We must learn to hear His voice and to be led by His Spirit. How long this process takes is determined by our willingness to immerse ourselves in God's word. So that's, so how do we know what the spirit, how to operate? So to have perfect fellowship with God, like Adam and Eve did, we have to teach ourselves about the things of God. We have to learn how to have fellowship with him, right? Because if we continue to live in the world's ways or the world's standards, that is not, and we're not convicted of our sin then we cannot have fellowship with the Father. In order to have fellowship with the Father, we must come as a broken and contrite spirit. We must believe in his son, and, and we must know who the Father is. And the only way that we can know the Father is in two ways. We have to read the word of God and know the truth. 
And the truth will then bring us to a repentance. And in that repentance, we will then have communication and, and through prayer and through and talking with the Lord that will then reveal to us here, this is what I want to, you to know. And so just like Adam and Eve, they had fellowship with the father. We now can have fellowship with the father too. And, and it's so important for us to understand that, that the soul is the reason what that's tempting us to not have fellowship with the father. In, in Paul, we're going to talk about that. Paul learned how to discipline his mind, discipline his body, so that it would then be in concert with what the Spirit is telling him to do. And so Paul also understand that, that he wrestled with doing the things that he didn't want to do. You know, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't want to do, I do. He goes, but he recognized that the reason why I do that, it's the sin that's in me. That sin never comes if Adam and Eve never took the garden of the tree, or the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But the sin now is in all of us by our nature. We are now born with this soul so that, that we have to deal with this. We have to wrestle against this. We have, to, we have to discipline our minds. We have to put ourselves in a position to walk in fellowship with the Spirit. Okay, so God's plan for our life is that our spirit becomes the strongest part of our three-part design and to be the lead in who we are and what we do. Galatians 5.16 says, Walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So our, our natural self wants to do natural things according to our flesh. That's natural. I naturally want to eat as much chocolate as I want when I want. <laughs> <laughs> my body, though, says that's not very best. And the spirit tells me that you want to walk holy because the Bible says my body is my temple and I'm supposed to, to live a healthy life so that I can walk in the spirit so that God is glorified. And so they all work in concert together. But if the spirit is not right, the flesh is the soul is not going to be right and the body is not going to. be. Hmm. So it really starts with us being redeemed by this. We have to get that right. All right. That's good. As we learn to live our lives in a con in constant fellowship with God, kind of like Adam and Eve did before the fall, we will also learn when to flee when temptation strikes. Our problems arise because we did not learn to rely on the Holy Spirit when the flesh was raging within us. According to 2 Corinthians 10.5, we must take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. That is, do not allow negative thoughts, anxiety, depression, or feelings of, of hurt and pain Freely pass through our mind. With the assistance of the Holy Spirit, you must take those thoughts captive and replace them with God's word. Yeah, you cannot defeat the enemy's lives without the assistance of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, is the key to, to overcoming every obstacle that we face in the planet. Everything. It's the Holy Spirit. We were all created to have the Spirit of God in us. It's, hmm. it's, he's active and he's at work in the world today. You now choose to fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admir admirable, according to Philippians 4, 8, 8. But consider things that are excellent and deserving of praise. Continue to put into practice everything you've learned and received from the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that if we do this, the God of peace will be with us always. It is possible to be set free, but not in your own strength. You must learn to walk in the Spirit at all times. According to Galatians 5.25, if we live by the Spirit, we will also walk by the Spirit. Make this a priority in your life from now on. So again, it's 
once you've given your life to the Lord, okay, the Holy Spirit is the, the Holy Spirit is what took place when you were convicted of, of your wrongdoing. When you realized, okay, there's a better way. I can't keep living my life this way. Okay. There's, there's gotta be a better way. The Holy Spirit says, well, there is a better way. I am the better way. I'm going to teach you the things of God. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to um, help you have fellowship as it should be with the Father. Okay. Um, but you have to surrender your will. You have to surrender your way over to the Spirit, to the truth, to what is perfect, what is good. And when you do that, you then will have harmony within the rest of your being, right? Without doing that, you don't. So, all right. So, all that's right, so, so let's ask ourselves this question, Pete. And our listeners, let's have them ask this yeah. question. What personal steps must I or you take to increase my fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Man, I mean, we can't ask a better question. I mean, that's, that's really the truth. Because if that's off, I can guarantee you that your soul is off. Hmm. And I can guarantee you that your body is reflecting the, how off your soul is. Because the Spirit is the beginning of it. And so the question is, ask yourself this question, what personal steps must I take, Pete Robertson, Bob Shoneman, our listeners, to increase my fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Because, I mean, you have to be honest with yourself. If, if you're not in communion with the Lord and you're not hearing what the Father is telling you, you might not have a relationship with him. I mean, I, I hate to say it that way, but I mean, if you're not listening, you're not hearing him. Yeah. That means there's no fellowship. Maybe... Maybe there's even a, maybe, a uh, maybe this will help a little twist on it. Which, which are you feeding more? Are you feeding your spirit more? Or are you feeding your flesh more? And then that might help you answer that question. Yeah. The, and we have to understand that the flesh is going to always win out. So the flesh is your natural re response to things. We naturally gravitate to donuts. We naturally <laughs> gravitate. I'm, I'm just saying we naturally gravitate to being lazy. We naturally gravitate to doing things that are just not, you know, healthy sometimes, yeah. right? We say things, we think things, we do things, we whatever. You have but to make a conscious effort to, to feed the spirit. You have to say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. Strengthen me, teach me, and then put yourself, discipline yourself to be in the spirit. That's why we have to ask that question. What will it take? What do you have to do to have increase your fellow? All right, good. Let's move on to the second one. All right. All right. Um, the next one would be, the next part of the spiritual order would be the soul. Our soul must be restored after our spirit has been redeemed. Over and over again in, in scripture, people are referred to as souls. Exodus 31, 14, Proverbs eleven thirty. 30. Uh, a couple examples. The human soul is that part of a person that is eternal, the part that lives on after the body dies and decays. Jesus said, we, were not to fear, we are not to fear men, who can only kill the bodies, but not the soul, Matthew 10, 28. God's most beautiful creation is the soul, which allows us to experience relationships and appreciate the beauty of our surroundings. We were created in God's image with the ability to think, reason, and express emotion. God loved us so much that he did not create us as robots and program us to do whatever he wanted. He desired that we freely choose or reject him. Yeah, choose them or reject them. So our soul is made up of our mind, which allows us to think and reason, our will, which allows us to make choices, and our emotions, which allows us to believe, feel, and remember. Sin and spiritual death have impact on the entire person. 
our bodies as well as our souls are afflicted are affected by sin. Some people have healthier souls than others, making it easier for them to have healthy relationships. If a person with an unhealthy soul seeks counseling or even seeks treatment from a psychologist, he or she may be able to make changes that improve personal relationships and social functionings. However, this spiritual development will not change a person's eternal destiny or provide him or her with spiritual life. Similarly, a person who has become spiritually alive in Christ may still have a damaged soul that requires them to learn how to take care of their soul. Some Christians must work long and hard to break bad habits and destructive patterns, such as struggles frequently can last for the, for the rest of their lives. I, I mean, I, I deal with stuff even today of bad habits that I've had from the early years. The best medicine for an unhealthy soul is a healthy spirit, one that has been animate, uh, animated by the Holy Spirit through faith in Christ. So um, back to the soul. So we, before the fall, we had perfect harmony and fellowship with the Father. After the fall, we now um, reason and we now take on the image of God to be able to, to know the difference. We can think, we can appreciate, we can look at, we can have emotions, we have feelings, we have all of those things, right? Um, I'm sure we had it before, but it was in concert with the spirits leading in the fellowship. With God. Yeah, yeah. So now we're separated. Now we have, now we can appreciate that and we can see the creation of the world as God's design. We can see it uh, according to God's eyes, or we can see it according to the flesh. We can see it according to what we feel, what we want, and separate ourselves from having fellowship with the Father. So we have to discipline our souls in order to put it in a, a, a position to walk holy in the Spirit. And we, can, we, can, we can continue to live a lifestyle of that's not the very best, and that will take us away from the Father. And, and it will also take our bodies away from the Father, or that we can discipline ourselves, our minds, and, our, and everything to see things from God's eyes and take closer to So did I confuse more? Go ahead and let's No, just, no. All right, let's keep, keep going. Yeah, Go so the Spirit's around, but he, he's not, mm. he doesn't dwell in a non-believer. All right, so... Um, God is concerned with the whole person, especially the soul, which can be a valid form of ministry to others. We serve the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles, so that we can comfort those in need with the comfort we receive from God. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4. The Lord desires to change us and renew our minds, Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. John wrote in a short letter to Gaius in um, 3 John 1, 2. Yeah, so John or the disciples understood that if the soul isn't right, then the body isn't right or the spirit isn't right. And so, so the, Bible, the Bible says that or understands that. So we must recognize that our free will is only truly free when it's in accordance with the truth of God's word. Otherwise, as stated in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, our souls will reap what we sow. Anyone who sows to please their flesh will reap destruction, but anyone who sows to please the spirit will reap eternal life. If we truly want our minds, wills, and our choices to be healthy again, we must recognize that the flesh can harm our souls if we do not submit our freedoms 
to the power of the Holy Spirit. So again, it's it's the the soul, the 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 new the old test, I mean the 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 disciples knew that our soul was in reflection of uh walking in the spirit or walking in the flesh. And so we have to learn how to walk in the spirit so that our souls are reflection of that. And so when we're praying for somebody, we could be praying, Lord, I pray for their soul. You know, if they have a damaged soul, if they're a dark soul, we pray, God, that the light of Christ would invade in them. I pray that they can see it. You know, some some people have a lighter soul and they 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 are able to be obedient a little bit more. Some people have a darker soul and it takes a little bit more for them to actually, you know, walk in fellowship with the Lord. Sometimes God can completely heal their soul and they can heal them and they can walk. But yeah, that's what happens. All right. All right. So similarly, like we did earlier, let's ask this question. So what steps do I need to take in order to keep my soul healthy? Yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, capture our thoughts. So that's really what we want you guys and and us as well to take out of what we've gone over so far. So ask yourself those two questions. You know, what do I need to, to, you know, to keep my, my soul healthy? And and what was the first one? The spirit. How do we keep our, how do we fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Awesome. All right, let's move on. The next spiritual order we need to align with God is our body. In order for us to be fully free, our spirit must be redeemed. Soul must be restored and our body must be surrendered. Genesis 2.7 says, The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, and the man became a living person. This verse teaches us that God created man's body from dust. And the word breathe, uh, uh, good luck with this. Neshama. Thank yeah. you. The, the Hebrew, Hebrew word neshama. neshama. Oh, yeah. that's not so hard. No. I got to work on my Hebrew for our trip yeah. to Israel. Refers to the spirit. Proverbs 20.27 20, and... And uh, through these creative works, man became a living soul. And then there's another Hebrew word that you could say. Ne- ne- I, don't, I don't know. Nefesh. I don't know. Ne- That's what it ne- looks like. Nefesh. Yeah. 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 The body is a person's physical structure, which includes the bones, flesh, and organs. Every cell in our body has its own genetic code. That's which amazing. Is, yeah, it is. Which is carried by a long molecule called DNA. And instructs the cells on how to develop, function, grow, survive, and reproduce. We perceive the physical world through our bodies using the five senses light, hearing, taste, and touch. So our bodies experience that aspect that our souls are the ones that are controlling it. So if I want my body, so let me just talk about my body, okay? So if I want to be fit and I want to be healthy, okay? And the reason why I want to be healthy is because the Spirit of God, Okay, this is the Holy Spirit shared with me and says, hey, listen, I live within your body. I want your body to be um, in a position to do the work of the Lord. And so if you are sick and your body is unhealthy and you're, and you're making decisions and choices that are not the very best, I can, I'm not going to be able to use you. Like I'm doing. You're, more people are going to have to draw attention to you because your back hurts, because this hurts, because your body hurts, and you're not going to be very effective for the cost for the kingdom of God. So my, the spirit is telling me that I need to discipline it. So now my soul is saying two things. My soul is saying, okay, I'm going to be obedient to the Holy spirit. I'm going to cry out to the Holy spirit to help strengthen me to get, I'm going to worship the Lord. As I do this, I'm going to, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to do the things that I need to do. I'm going to work out all that. Or my soul is saying, Oh, it's not, it's too hard. It's, <laughs> it's overcoming. It's this, whatever choice that I make, 
in that mitts will, will reflect what my body is going to look like. So we all battle that, especially with our bodies, because most of it, we want to be healthy. We want to do that. But a lot of times people want to be healthy because they want to look good. That's not why we're healthy. So it's not for pride. No, it's not the reason. The reason why we're healthy is because we want to have our bodies as the temple of God to be able to reflect the glory of God. We want to be able to be used by God to do his work. And so that's the reason why our bodies are healthy. Well, all right, let's go on. Well, speaking of our bodies, right. our bodies have both good and bad appetites. The Bible warns us to be wary of any sin that allows our flesh to get what it wants. People frequently wonder how far they can sin and still reap the benefits of God's blessing. The problem with sin is that it never, ever satisfies. We're always looking for ways to satisfy the next craving. Carnal desires cause us to crave satisfaction. And while they may satisfy them temporarily, the cravings return with increased intensity. The cycle will continue to repeat itself until we break it, break through, uh, until we break it through the help of the power of the Holy Spirit. So I, my mind, my soul is saying, Hey, why don't we try that drug? Right? So we, we have a choice. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what it's saying. But we say, okay, fine. We'll try it. So we try it. The body says, Ooh, I like that drug. Right. Or we said, you know, the mind is saying, well, you know, let's have more sugar. You know, and the body's taste the sugar and the body's like, yeah, I like that sugar. I want more sugar, right? So it, they work in concert. Well, the Holy Spirit is saying, well, if you have too much sugar, it's not healthy for the body. And so your soul is saying, well, I don't care what you spirit are telling me there's bad. I want to fight against it. Or the spirit saying, yes, I want to surrender that. And I want to be obedient to that by what the Holy Spirit is, because I want to be in the center of what God's perfect mm -hmm. will is. You see that? You see the contrast? Yep. So that's what's happening. All right. Oh, do we see a pattern here? So let me, let me read this part. The spirit is in the most important aspect of our recovery. We cannot correct our souls without the Holy Spirit's assistance, and we cannot surrender our bodies to God without the Holy Spirit's assistance. According to 1 Corinthians 6.12, I am permitted to do anything, but not everything is beneficial to me. While I am free to do whatever, I must not become a slave to anything. The ripple effect is another real consequences of sin. We must learn to ask questions like, how will this action affect those around me? What effect will this action have on any of my relationships with God, with my relationship with God? How will this action benefit those around me? Will it cause someone to stumble if they catch me doing this? If you ask these questions and give honest answers, and they do not reflect God's truth, you are in serious trouble sinning. And so it's, it's like, um, you know, I, I think of it this way. We, you and I have both have reputations um, as men of God, and we walk, um, we walk in circles where people look to us to give them help and guidance and direction and so forth. So my mind is constantly thinking, okay, well, if I choose to, if I choose to have an affair with this woman, I'm just talking out loud. What if I chose to have an affair with a woman? My thought is, what happens if I get caught with this woman? Well, one, I'm going to have problems with my family, my wife, my marriage. But two, how many people am I going to let? How many people are going to look at me and say, why did you choose that way? Why did you give in to the flesh? Why did you not allow the spirit to control you? Yeah, there's a ripple effect. There's such a ripple. And our, even though our bodies is like, well, I just want to have that, that moment. I want to have that freedom. I want to have that feeling. I love that taste of sugar. I love that taste of whatever it is. 
but it's not ultimately the best. We have to make decisions that are, pro- that, that, that are very best, and we can do that with the Holy Spirit. Without knowing the truth, without starting and, and spending time knowing the Spirit, man, our soul and our bodies will reap what we see. You know, it reminds me of the saying, and I've heard a few people say it, so I don't know who to give credit to, but it, it just goes like this about sin. It's like sin will always take you farther than you wanted to go, cost you more than you wanted to spend, and keep you longer than you planned on staying. You know, and I don't think I got those in order, but you kind of get the, yeah, the, the it, truth. And it's so true. I mean, it is true. And, it, and everything, all of that takes place from the mind or from the spirit, the soul, and the body. It's all of that. The spirit's not right. The body, the soul's not right. And the body's not. So that's all right. That's all right. Part. Moving on. You must run away as quickly as Joseph did from Potiphar's wife wanting to sleep with him. Joseph used his mind to figure out what would happen if he gave in to Potiphar's wife. He knew that if he did, it would be a sin against God and hurt his relationship with his master. Don't put your body in places where it will be tempted to sin against God and other people. This bad habit won't set you free in the long run. It will only hurt you. A question we must ask ourselves is this. How can we live in a spiritual order as how can we live in spiritual order as God intended us to live? And, and again, how many, we don't hear many sermons on this, do we? How many times have pastors actually broke this down? For, yeah, I guess for it's, people? Not, it's not popular, huh? No, it's, it's just not one of those things that we talk about. But I think as the body of Christ, as a, as a believer, we should probably understand there's three parts. Three parts are working constantly, either for us or against us. But the spirit is always for us. And, 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 a, and our body can, it can hurt us and our body can help us. Our soul can hurt us and the body can help. We can experience the creation of God's world and from our soul and say, oh my gosh, thank you, God, for blessing me with this beauty. Thank you, God, for allowing me to go on this vacation or make you, God, for whatever it is. We can, our soul can bless us. But if our soul is corrupt and our soul is choosing to serve ourselves and our flesh, then it's going to hurt us. And the same thing goes with our body. So if we want to walk in spiritual order, God must be first in every aspect of our life. Ask God to give you strength you need to keep developing your ability to rely on the Holy Spirit at all times, to ensure that your soul and body reflect God's character rather than your own. Ask him to show you the proper ways to discipline them. Ask God to set you free from any bondages that are currently in your life that are preventing you from experiencing true freedom. So we're in, a lot of us are in the, in the, in the mess that we're in. I almost said crap that we're in. I might as well just say <laughs> you it. You just said it. Um, it's, it, and it is, it's crap because it, a lot of times we'll look at our life and just ask ourselves, why is everything so messed up? Why is everything in my life so screwed up right now? Why am I facing all of these problems? Why am, why is my body always this? Why is my, this? Why, 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 why? Well, I'm going to tell you why. It's because your, your spiritual order is messed up. Hmm. And, and it starts with you repenting of your sin. It starts with you saying, God, I can't keep doing it this way. I messed it up. I know that your spirit is going to give me all truth. And I believe that. And so the first thing that we need to do is just repent of our sins. The first thing we need to do is just say, God, I, I choose to live for you today. I choose to, to not live according to my flesh any longer. I choose to capture my flesh. I choose to meditate on your truth. I choose to have fellowship with you so that my body in return will be 
um, walking in fellowship and, and doing the things that it's probably need to do. And so, um, yeah, if you're hearing this today, I just pray that you would just repent. I just pray that you would just meditate on kind of what we said today, kind of let it, let it sink in a little bit. You know, those questions that we ask, just ask yourself, you know, am I, am I, what do I need to do to have more fellowship with the Holy Spirit? What are, what is, what are some fleshly things? What are some things my soul is doing that are not in concert with the word of God? That it's, that it's, that, that is drawing you away from walking in this. And, and what are things that your body is craving that is not the very best? Maybe, maybe, maybe there's situations, maybe you're sitting in a computer and, and watching things that you shouldn't watch. Maybe you're having a relationship or talking with them, whatever that is it might be best to end that relationship. It might be best to end what you're doing, completely remove it so that your body is in concert with what the spirit wants. And so everything can have perfect harmony. Your, your life can have peace. Your life can have joy, but it needs to be in concert with what God designed your spiritual order to be. And so if that's not you, you can have help. You can be free of that. You can have um, a newness of life. Old things can pass away. Behold, all things can become new. But it starts with your discipline at the top. Just surrender your life to the Lord. Bob, we would love to hear from them. If they give their life to the Lord, if they surrendered, if they repented, and, or if they want more information about spiritual order, get in contact with us and we would love to have. How could they do that? Awesome. Yeah, the best way to do that is just jump on our website, theriotpodcast.com. We have tons of resources there. Just check it out. Reach out to us. We have uh, emails and and uh, just it, we would love to just hear from you. So so do that. Check out our social media sites as well. You can go to Twitter. You can go to YouTube. Uh, if you're listening to our podcast, I I would recommend checking us out on on YouTube. I said YouTube didn't I? I meant yeah, Facebook. That's okay. Um, but yeah, check us out on YouTube as well. And uh, always subscribe. We have a, a new episode comes out every Thursday, God willing, and. Um, you know, you'll, you'll get notified if you click that little bell, you'll get notified every time a new episode comes out. You know, Pete, just th this whole topic, it, it just reminds me, or, you know, I kind of get this picture of God kind of gave us a picture of what this looks like, looks like, you know, the, the, the Trinity, you know, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit, yeah. they work in perfect harmony yeah. with each other. They're, they're always united. There's no division. There's no, you know, back and forth. And uh, I, I think that's kind of the picture of how we should live our spiritual order. Yeah. Now we're not going to do it perfectly, not on this on, on this planet. You know, we're yeah. all we're all flawed, like we read in Romans. But uh, the closer we get to being like Jesus, the more joy we'll have, and the more effective we will be for His kingdom. I, I think it's just it was so healthy for us to just explain to our audience this, uh, so now they know, right? Yeah. Before they, some people didn't even know; they don't even pick any thought to it. I'm sure, but this is it's healthy for us to know. If we really want to be aligned with the spirit of God and walk in fellowship, with, we should know these things yeah. and we should know what it means. Good stuff. So it can hurt us. All right. Be Thanks, blessed. Pete. Great show. Have a great week, guys. This has been the Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of the Riot Podcast.